What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fearless as Fuck podcast. I am your host, Christina Lauren, and we are coming at you live from Sticky Paws podcast studio here in Las Vegas. Today, I am bringing on a wonderful, beautiful human who I met here in Las Vegas. Her name is Misty. 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 I damn it. I did it. <laughs> I just went over. You were trying so hard to not say my last name wrong, and you called me Misty. <laughs> We're off to a great start, you guys. I love it. Okay, Misty Posterly, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Not Misty for all for all of you listening. Anyway, Misty and I recently met actually here in Las Vegas through a group of friends, and I thought she was just such a wonderful person. And you also have a podcast of your own. I do. Mm-hmm. Missy, un- Misty, <laughs> Misty <laughs> Unfiltered, <laughs> Missy Unfiltered. What yeah. is your podcast about? Um, honestly, like when it started, it was during the quarantine during Mm -hmm. pandemic. So it was just a lot of like emotions and like me trying to sort through all of them, you know, being off work and everything. And so when I started it, it was kind of like a little story of, okay, this is what I'm doing in quarantine. And then Mm -hmm. it just kind of, I was like, no, this is going to be fun. It's not going to be like depressing or anything like that. And then it just turned into like, honestly, like self care and like self help and just like little daily life reminders just like kind how of to evolved. not be a piece of shit yeah. like every every episode is like hey this is a topic and don't do it okay next like this yeah. is a topic don't do, don't do that either right and so. i'm sure that was nice too because there were so many serious things going on during quarantine that people were just like wrapping themselves around because there's nothing else to do that mm-hmm. probably those little like lighthearted reminders were kind of giving you a sense of normalcy Mm -hmm. probably I can imagine and for those of you who don't know um I can't just keep wanting to say Misty now just for fun can I tell you though I have PTSD about the name Misty because (laughs) we're gonna stop here (laughs) hold on so when I first started at Dre's that's where I work I work at Dre's when I first started one of my coworkers introduced me to the entire staff and called me Misty on purpose just to mess with me oh my god see I can't do this for months (laughs) I had to correct people because I, I was introduced as Misty so people would constantly call me Misty and I'm like every time they said it I was like fuck yeah god damn it well that was my next question I was going to say you do work at Dre's how long you've been in the industry 12 years and you what what do you do for Dre's Uh, I manage the nightclub Mm -hmm. awesome so you are working nonstop, essentially yeah yeah, yeah. how has it been since COVID is essentially non-existent anymore yeah honestly (laughs) um it's been crazy like when we went back to I first I went back to work um at Dre's after hours down in the basement and I went back to cocktailing for like four or five months which was so much fun because you know managing the last seven years it was exciting to like be on the floor and start like being a cocktail server again like not giving yeah. a shit you know um so that was cool and then we reopened the nightclub the beginning of april and it seemed weird at first because we didn't know like if it was gonna be busy or not we didn't really book any big entertainment right and then when we moved back inside the nightclub like right after the restrictions were lifted it was insane like people just do not care they're spending all of their money i i don't know we have not like, where this happen? yeah i remember watching a few of your stories because it wasn't long after i met you that things opened back mm-hmm. up and i was like i haven't been to dre's in years yeah. and i could not believe what i was watching i mean honestly mm-hmm. looking at any of the nightclubs in vegas right now is still kind it's of crazy wild because it still feels like we shouldn't be doing those things like mm-hmm. is it really back and normal and it is everyone's kind of full force again i think i think it was just like <clears throat> pandemic fatigue like people were so over it they just don't care like i understand COVID is definitely still real people are still 
getting sick. It's even actually getting worse now. Right. Did you hear but, what happened just in California? No. I just, when I was at the salon today, they were, a notice came up that they're enforcing mask mandates. Yeah, well, whether we're going you're back to masks that raise. So, like, yeah. the staff is because there's so many people are getting sick and it's like, yeah. you know, we had 4th of July and everybody came into the city and now everyone's starting to get sick again. So it's wild. It sucks. But I mean, I'm hoping not that we don't shut down again or anything like that. Like mentally, right, I don't think right. I can handle that. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't right. know if I can handle but, it either. Yeah. But I, I, it's been insane. Like it just not, ha- hasn't slowed down. And I'm like, it's a random Sunday and I'm, we don't have a, a bigger artist or anything like that. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Go home. Like, yeah, like, there's no reason to be here right now. I'm tired. <laughs> Why are you here again? I actually just picked up a job in the yeah, industry again yeah so i'll be starting at marquee which i don't know if i'm ready for but you it's are gonna be, it's gonna be exciting you are but speaking of that one of the reasons we are coming on this podcast today for those of you who do not know is we really wanted to talk about self-care and i started this podcast originally it was more like a, a self-help podcast it was more inspiring more empowering more trying to give all of you listeners ways to kind of help yourselves in in different ways and then i also realized that there is a little bit of normalcy that needs to go into that and lightheartedness and just realism yeah. because it doesn't all have to be this like you know self-help thing there's mm-hmm. a lo- a lot of like normal things that need mm-hmm. to be talked about when it comes to self-care and you and I had just been talking recently about some like aesthetic things that like our hair and our nails and, you know, mm-hmm. like our teeth and just like things that we like to do to take care of ourselves and why that's so important. And it's not just all like the meditating and the spiritual yeah. stuff and, you know, reading your books. There's there's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And another reason why I thought you'd be someone good to talk to about this is because not only are you in, in the industry, which makes you work crazy hours, you're also balancing a family. Yeah. So now kind of taking it back to like when you started this podcast and what you were saying earlier about how it went from, you know, it just started, you started talking about like random things Mm -hmm. to do during the day. How do you, how are you finding balance? Like what are your, some of your ways to balance your own self-care with the kind of crazy schedule that you have? Yeah. It's, it's really just taking time to prioritize. And I think that's the most important thing. Cause I have so many friends that have kids or jobs and they're, you know, they're overworked and burnout and it's, you're like, oh, I want to go to the gym and I, I want to have a healthy body. I want to, you know, work out, but I, I don't. And it's like, why aren't you? Is it because you're not making it a priority? Honestly, right. if that's what's going to give you some kind of sanity, like you need to make those things a priority. So for me, like my biggest thing, I love going to the gym mm-hmm. and I, I try to go every single day. My mom always says, why do you go to the gym every day? And I'm like, I just, it's like my sanity. Yeah. There's you know something I mean? more than just actually <clears throat> physically working out your body that comes with that. For I sure. can totally relate. Yeah, for sure. And I just, I love like, that's my time, you know, because between working and kids and like, I'm busy all the time. And it's just like, I get that hour, hour and a half where I can put on whatever music I want to listen to. And I just work out, yeah, you know, kind of zone out almost, mm-hmm. but it could be as something like that, or it could be just having a drink you know what I mean and like maybe I want to go out and just get like super fucked up one night (laughs) and like I needed it I'm safe everyone knows where I'm at I'm communicating where I am yeah I go home at night that's self-care you know what I mean like that's the same thing and I I feel like that's what you mean when you say like it doesn't have to be all the meditating and the serious like yeah because sometimes you just need to get out and like let loose and obviously everything in moderation including moderation Mm -hmm. but there. I feel like I kind of got stuck in this at one point too during my own like journey. I'm sure I've had this like many times, but so caught up in so in being so regimented and mm-hmm. so structured that mm-hmm. it almost worked in reverse. Yeah. And I didn't, I only knew like each opposite end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I had a really big eye-opening experience even today because I fell off my structured wagon and I went from trying to prep for my show, get all my meals in, 
be at the salon, also film a podcast today and train a client this morning mm-hmm. and get my own training in. And I wound up getting to the salon and I was double booked. Oh man. I already had my heart, my heart racing <laughs> just thinking about it. And I just, I couldn't, it's like, it's like those days where something runs off time or goes wrong and it just domino effects and domino effects mm-hmm. and domino effects. And you literally feel like you are just playing catch up all day. Sure. And this could have been solved if I had structured my day better, mm-hmm. which was one of my weak points. And I knew that self-care for me now is structuring my weeks a little bit more accordingly, mm-hmm. but not getting to the point where I'm so regimented that I feel like I'm just living on cruise control of like going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing and not just enjoying myself. So I'm still personally trying to find my own balance. And I think that maybe that's where a lot of people wind up. Mm -hmm. They don't really know. And I think, I think you said it right. Like just, you know, that gets to a point where you have this structure every day and then you just kind of like overwhelm yourself. Then you freak out. Yeah. And you freak out. Like it it might, like my time is so important to me. Like even just yesterday I had, my whole day was appointments because it was my only day off. So it was from morning to night. Mm -hmm. I had something to do hour after hour after hour. And one appointment ran two hours. I waited in the lobby for an hour, which I'm so impatient. I'd be (laughs) just like, like, (laughs) it gets me. So it took an hour to even get back. And then it was two hours by the time I was done. And I was just like, oh, like it just, it was so frustrating because I'm so crazy about my time because I have so little. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like people need to be more respectful of other people's time, especially when you're like a doctor's office and you have an appointment booked. Like, right. Just, just call me. Well, I, just running like twitching. I, I have other things <laughs> I could be doing right now. Could have got the gym in or something. Yeah. You know? Well, especially too, like you said, when you're so busy and you only have that certain amount of time, those, those things get so you're like, I just have this. And if it doesn't get done, it's not going to get done Mm -hmm. until my next day off. And for those of us who are working like a million different projects, a million different jobs at once, it's, Mm -hmm. it's hard. Yeah. Um, what do you think during quarantine kept you together? Uh, a lot of bike riding. Yeah. I was one of those people who bought a bike. Um, where I live, there's a ton of trails next to my house. So I was able to wake up every morning and just walk like half a mile and get on a seven mile trail. And I had my bike and like music. And it was a lot of planning the day and not just letting the day plan itself. If that makes sense, you know, like, especially with, you know, my husband and my kids at the time, my mom and my stepdad were also living with us. So it was like a circus in my house with twins. Okay. Let's just, I have twins. So it was in the morning. Okay. You, you guys go work out for an hour and a half and I'll watch the kids. And then, okay. At this time you can go podcast at this time. You know what I mean? So it was a lot of planning the day because it was so much time in one day. The kids wake up at 5.00 AM and don't go to bed until 8.00 PM. And you're home with them all day long and you can't leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, this, this is so, happening. Yeah. So it was just a lot of just trying to figure out like who gets their moments away yeah. to go do things, you know? Yeah. So. I applaud you. I don't have hard. kids, so I can't relate, but I can only imagine because yeah. I only, I, I only have to plan for myself. And sometimes but I'm like, still, I am a lot. <laughs> you're like, is there an adult present? I need someone to plan. Somebody, somebody please come help me because. Yeah. And I feel like that's like, even with kids, even as a mother, I still feel like that too. Sometimes I'm like, God, I'm just, like, I feel like I'm drowning, you know, like yeah. I need somebody to help plan my day for me. Yeah. You know? I think people get thrown off by that too, because I think everybody will feel like they're drowning at some point mm-hmm. when it comes to like, they're just getting overwhelmed mm-hmm. and that's when they kind of break. Yeah. It's and like the meme with the dog in the house you know when the flames are going up and it's like it's like this is fine this is everything's fine, fine. <laughs> that's me yes and i actually had a lot of clients struggle with stuff with being in those moments too mm-hmm. um even even if it's a some something simple as like their diet mm-hmm. they you know you have one bad weekend you think you're gonna just burn the whole house to the ground because yep. you've like ruined all your progress and you just kind of fall off and there's a domino effect mm-hmm. everywhere so that can go into so many different places of your lives and i think that's when we get stuck 
And so I've personally tried to help my own clients like figure ways out of that because realistically, if you kind of break it down and you take your anxious moment and you take what's happening to you and you figure out what the root of it is and where it's coming from, it all winds up being a lot smaller than what it seems like before you feel like the wheels are falling off and like the trucks swing off the road and blowing up and everything (laughs) like that. So everybody's dead. Everyone's melting. (laughs) But that's like that doomsday thing where it's like one thing goes wrong in the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. whole ship goes down. I mean, but I'm, not, I'm not a big diet person. Like I try to stick to a meal plan, but I feel like honestly, if I don't eat my healthy breakfast that my trainer has given me, my whole day gets ruined. Well, you know, see, that's the one thing. thing. Like I need to start with that. And right. like, that's, that's the problem is like, I know my whole day isn't ruined. I could get back on and eat my meal two, meal three, meal yeah. four, whatever. Like, no, everything's gone. But everything's I'm like, done. I'm like, oh man, I didn't eat a good breakfast. Taco Bell it is. <laughs> Looks like I'm getting Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go back again tomorrow. We'll, we'll circle back. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, we're all human too. I know that it's like a, I mean, I've been there a million times like a million I yeah I can't even say especially being on prep too like I I think it was just yesterday or the day before that I had one off day because I didn't I failed to prepare mm-hmm. didn't have it like ate like a monster because it was like right in front of me and I was like mm-hmm. you know what I just ruined my whole week and I'm like okay that's like a terrible attitude to have but in that moment of just panic mm-hmm. it makes you feel like that so it's really nice just to kind of like slow down and realize you can pick mm-hmm. back up but one thing that I personally know for myself that I need is my morning routine Mm -hmm. and just like it's a breakfast like I have a I'm still working on it I'm still like perfecting it but that's the most regimented part of my day Mm -hmm. and I can't say I do it every day but I'm trying to wake up at the same times every day I'm trying to do my meditations my journaling my little like piece because I know what kind of person I am if I don't have that and I know how much better I operate so I'm trying my hardest to give my mornings to myself and Sorry, that's I'm just thinking about it. like when you do have kids and i know and you're like, <laughs> I'm like mm-hmm, good luck <laughs> i'm just gonna embrace this while i can because my, my best friend she always used to tell me you know i start every day waking up with my favorite song and like that's how i start the day you know it makes you feel so much better and i'm like i start the day with screaming children <laughs> and i can't change that what do you want me to do you're hold like, on I need to li- audible. Mommy, mommy needs to listen to this song you need to stop crying <laughs> yeah it's not it's not gonna happen and and i know a lot of moms are probably listening to that too or they'll they'll you know they'll probably even see my stories I'm like oh must be nice Christina you can wake up at 6 a.m and like lay in bed and listen to your you know your music and journal like great I have to get up to my kid and Mm -hmm. this and that and the other so but also though I have to say just because somebody has kids doesn't make their life harder than yours you know what I mean right and that's 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 true like a lot of people say like oh you don't know a real struggle because you don't have kids like that's not what I'm mm -hmm. implying because your day you still have a routine that you need to stick to and so do I I mean it's just might have kids that scream at me (laughs) (laughs) and it changes and evolves over time and I mean hopefully one day I will have kids and be able to say I experienced that too. Back, but, like, wow, this is what she meant. I know, and I'm just gonna like think, like, wow, maybe I should enjoy this more while I while I can before mm-hmm. my time's up. Before your time's <laughs> up. Just kidding. But in all seriousness, um, even for a mom, mm-hmm. you do have to find, like you said, for the the gym is your time. Mm-hmm. The gym is your piece. It's your time during the day where you can turn everything off and have a moment. Mm-hmm. a moment not really, but a moment for yeah. yourself that you're pouring back into yourself because mm-hmm. I'm sure you operate and you. Um, show up for life and for your family way better if you have your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's and with work too. Like my, even when I'm not at work, I'm working, you know what I mean? I, yeah. ha- I have a whole staff of people that 
are texting me like, okay, I have this going on. Hey, I need to call out of this shift. Hey, do you have, they ask me questions about things and I'm like all day long, even though when I'm with my kids, I'm still on my phone, which right. so there's a lot of times where, you know, I, I try to put my phone away at the end of the night and maybe like leave it on the charger for like that last hour mm -hmm. before I put my kids to bed. So I'm only focused on that time with them. Yeah. And, you know, it's, well, my <laughs> husband hates my phone because all day I'm just sitting there like, <sighs> he's like, I'm going to throw it against <laughs> yeah. the wall any second now. <laughs> yeah. So, and he, I mean, my job is very demanding of my time, even when I'm not there. Um, so I have to try and like make that time to put my phone down. Or if we go out to dinner, I make sure I keep my phone away. I try not to be that, that couple that's sitting there texting the yeah. whole time at dinner. Well, see, know? it's, it's just even nice to hear you're <clears throat> so conscious about that because I think we've all been in probably positions where we aren't conscious about those things and we wind up taking situations for granted or, you know, just kind of getting comfortable and complacent in those times because you know how much more important that could be. Mm -hmm. For instance, with your schedule, if you wound up going to dinner with your husband and you were just kind of preoccupied, yeah, it's, it's like two hours of your time, but it could have been two like really quality hours you could have been dedicating and mm -hmm. being present and showing up for that moment. Yep. And I think that also falls back into self-care too, because you're taking care of the people around you as mm -hmm. well who for you sure. spend time with on a regular basis for sure and I think even during the the time of COVID you know I made a conscious decision to try and put my phone away when I was with my kids during that time too mm -hmm. because the days were so long and if I'm sitting there on my phone all day they're just seeing that and then they want my phone you know right. I don't and I'm, I'm this isn't the whole conversation about like tablet time and screen time yeah, with kids. Yeah. like I mean I when I go out to dinner, I absolutely give my kids my phone. I'm trying to enjoy like, a meal. I need a minute. <laughs> give me my wine. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so during that time, just being home in those long days, I try to make a conscious like thought to not be on my phone. And, you know, even now, like with social media, I mean, I know you just had an episode on social media and it's mm -hmm. just like how draining it is of, of a person. It's exhausting. So like there are times where I'll literally find myself in this rabbit hole of looking at things or, and I'm just like delete, I just delete my Instagram for like a yeah. day or two days. And it's like, you're anxious and like, but that's part of my self care is like, sometimes my brain needs Detox. to turn off of like turn off social media because yeah. it's just so toxic. All social the time. media detox for sure. I know that. And I mean, I think I talked about in that episode mm -hmm. too, but I, I wouldn't say I was addicted to social media, but I was transitioning into having a lot of my business on social media. Yeah. So it was hard to balance because mm -hmm. I was also operating in this mental state where I thought I had to be on all the time and doing and doing and doing and doing. But that was also kind of blocking like my creative flow as well because things weren't feeling organic. Yeah. And then I found myself scrolling mm -hmm. and the consumption versus creation thing took over where I was consuming more content than I was creating content, mm -hmm. which takes up more of your time. It also sucks you into that like negative toxic bubble, especially because mm -hmm. you don't have control over what you're absorbing. You're just swiping or not swiping, but like scrolling mm -hmm. essentially. And if you don't notice, like your algorithm really <laughs> specific yeah. and you things that you talk about show up, things like that. And mm -hmm. I remember when I was like going through a really rough time, I had all this like, you know, crap. I didn't want to see popping up on my phone. I'm like, this is so annoying. Yeah. So I had to make a really conscious effort to focus on how much time I even gave myself just to browse mm -hmm. because I have so much better things to be doing. And so does everyone else. Yeah. And you, and you do it so unintentionally sometimes where like, you're just on your phone doing one thing and then all of a sudden you're back on Instagram and you're like, yeah, how, how did you? I, and how it, did like, I get here? You're like, how did I get here? Why am I back on Instagram? You know? Yeah. And it, it's, a lot of the self-care thing comes back to that mental state of just like obs being obsessed with social media. Yeah, because I, you're I absorbing. Like, mm -hmm. You're absorbing whether you are just mindlessly like standing in line and picking up your phone. You don't realize that now you're absorbing someone else's content. Mm -hmm. um, the morning routine thing came to me mainly because I was having a problem sleeping mm -hmm. when I started living alone for the first time. I was having a really hard time sleeping. So I found myself like, like just 
getting my attention somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then first thing in the morning, I had anxiety that was jumping on my phone to avoid the anxiety when mm-hmm. in reality, that was like putting me in a fucking hamster wheel. Yeah, because they say like the first half an hour of your day, you shouldn't be on social media, you shouldn't be no. on your phone. Like just like wake up, let your body wake up. And I try so yeah. hard to do it. It's like if I look over at my phone in, in the morning, it's just like messages and I'm just like, it's oh, someone else's like, crap. Yeah. Just like unloading. I forgot what I was listening to. I was listening to somebody else's podcast and they were saying like, your phone is like an, or like your email is like an, in, what did they, I'm going to butcher this, but they were just basically saying that when you jump on there, you're downloading everyone else's agenda. Yeah. You're not even looking at yourself first. So that was a huge part of what I'm trying, what I've been trying to do, at least for my morning routine, which has helped me so many ways just to stay off social media for the first 20 to 30 minutes, mm-hmm. actually look inward, focus on yourself and like pour back into yourself with whatever that is yep. dancing around your living room, putting on some happy music, putting on some meditation music, like yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you one, know. Of, one of my best friends, she, she, you know, she's a stay at home mom and she told her husband, like, I just need a weekend. Like, just give me one weekend. She lives here in town. She went and got a room on the strip. Got fucked up for two days, went home and was back on her shit. You know, just normal mom. She just needed to like get out and just like decompress a little bit and like have fun. You know, like once you have kids, it like I still go out plenty. Like I, right. I, I really do balance like, you know, my social life, my work life, my family. And I try my best because I know that's what I need. Yeah. You know, and like I like to get dressed up and go out and hang out with friends as long as I'm coming home at a decent time and waking up with my kids the next morning and I'm being right. safe. I think that's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it really, it's, it really comes down to who you're going to spend your life with and who's okay with you doing those things. You know and what have I mean? The balance. Like, yeah, yeah. Because if sure. you have someone who won't let you leave the house, doesn't want you to go and have friends, like gets mad if you go out and have a couple of drinks, like it, it's just toxic and it just, it creates like a negative environment environment. And then you can't, you feel guilty taking care of yourself. That's yeah. the one thing that I, I love about my relationship is he never makes me feel guilty about going to do things that For I want to do that are going to make me happy. Yeah. You know, as long as I'm still be- showing up and being in a relationship and being a mom, that's all that matters, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure that there's a lot of, like I said, I can't really, I don't have kids, but from what I observe, a lot of my friends who are in the fitness industry or in the social media industry who have a lot of eyes on them. Mm-hmm. They are attacked for their parenting skills mm-hmm. or in whatever capacity that is. Like yeah, no matter what you're doing, you're going to be attacked as a parent for sure. Right. Yeah. Whether it's social media or not. So people are always judging how you decide to mm-hmm. do things or whatever. So there's that side of the coin, but there's also, I feel like a lot of women who forget to pour back into themselves and think that they become a mom and that's all they are Mm -hmm. at that point and they started losing track of who they are as individuals well that's what like with a lot of the pictures that I've taken because a lot of my self-care comes down to you know what I look like and taking care of my appearance and then doing a photo shoot because it makes you feel good it makes me feel good and I love it and I did a whole episode about my slutty pictures on Instagram. Okay, you're, okay. <laughs> Can I just say her slutty pictures are not slutty? I'm just gonna put that out there. But God, they're, they're a little aggressive. They're, I mean, um, but here you're talking to someone who also has a dance background and mm-hmm. who has done burlesque and boudoir photos, and I feel like nothing but empowered sure, by doing that kind of sure. shit. So I am. All you're like no, they're not it. slutty. They're perfect. <laughs> no, they're fucking great. <laughs> but that's the thing is like part of my self care is taking pictures like that and enjoying my body and enjoying like the experience of a photo shoot. And I did a whole episode about it because I know that people look at my pictures or look at my Instagram Judgy. and they're you know because I'm a mom because I'm a wife. They're even my boss asked me the other day. He's like, your husband's fine with you posting those pictures. And I was like, 
yeah, it's proud. What do you mean? <laughs> you know? as, he, as he should be. <laughs> yeah, like whatever. And, you know, being a mom, like, I, and I even said it in the episode, I'm like, I can't wait for one day for my kids to look back and be like, damn, mom, you had twins? Yeah. Come on. Like, yeah. you know, because I bounced back. I, I worked my ass off and got my body back and I show it off, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I have two little girls. Like, I want them to feel empowered and not think that, like, because I take pictures like that, I'm a whore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and it's, and we can live in a society where it's very hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just really hard. There's a lot of judgment, a lot of shade thrown, a lot of things like that. But if you can, if you find that balance and you know why you're doing it, mm-hmm. that's, that's one thing. I, I wish there were more women who would be comfortable enough to kind of step into their own power. And mm-hmm. not, doesn't mean they have to go take a sexy boudoir photo shoot, sure. but just to do something for themselves that would make them feel good. Like for instance, I'm a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. I have women who are like, Love it, like I want to chop my hair off. I'm like, okay, well, why? I always ask because I just want to, before I choice, chop yeah. off nine inches of your hair, per, I need to understand you're not going to fucking cry because I can't yeah, handle it. No. And two, I also just like to see if there's been something that's happened that's led them to doing this because I've worked in the industry long enough to know regret comes with that and that shit takes a long time to grow back and literally, yes i can put literally. hair extensions in your head but they're expensive so yes. let's just make sure you're ready for this and a lot of them like well i'm a mom now so and i'm like Whoa. but do you like your long hair I'm like yeah but i'm a mom and that like it irks me because yeah. i feel like there's something underlying with that it's not you didn't tell me hey i found this like badass short haircut that I want yeah I think it'll look good on me yeah. or whatever you're basically because you're a mom and you think you, you don't have time to do your hair like is that the reason they, no because that's like, not it they either they have to like just have a certain look because they're a mom well that's where the conversation yeah. continues because I will then go on to tell them you know short hair is harder to take care of right you know it's harder to style you know this style is not going to be achieved without actually styling it yeah. or you can't put it in a ponytail and they're like, like oh do? well it's okay and I'm like but so I'm starting to like kind of unravel where things don't make sense. And, you know, as we keep talking, they'll obviously like won't do it. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And they're like, I just feel like it's not appropriate. I'm like, just because you popped out yeah. a baby does not mean that you don't have to, you have to like make yourself, I don't know, you don't dim to, down don't, your don't, sex don't, appeal. Yeah, don't dull your sparkle. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, and, and, and I think maybe it, maybe it triggers, maybe it's me, maybe it triggers me because I never ever want a woman to feel like that. I want them to like own Mm-hmm. every ounce of like sensuality and sexuality they have in like the For best sure. way. Cause it just, it makes you more of a woman and it makes you creative and beautiful and mm-hmm. you don't want to lose your essence no. just because I don't know, but I get it. You know, a lot of women go through postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. De- I can't even talk to depression, depression. Um, but, it, and it's not just like babies. There's like, you get married. I want to oh, chop yeah. my hair off. I got married. I'm like, y- what why why and to each their own like i said i don't want to put someone down for doing that they want to do that i just want to make sure they're always doing it for the right reasons Mm -hmm. and pouring back into them to themselves yeah and and I, i think it's in any relationship in friendships relationships i feel like you you to be good for somebody else you have to be who like be good for yourself first you know what I mean you right. have to take care of yourself and like be your best self to give yourself to someone in any way whether it's a relationship a friendship a job like you can't be your best person even as a mom like I want to I want to be the best person for my kids and I can't yeah. do that if I'm miserable exactly you know? I'm raising two little humans I want to do it the best I can you know exactly and I that's when people like I think when people get unhappy and they can't figure out where their unhappiness is coming from it's usually something they have to look at inside mm-hmm. that's like the hardest thing to do ever yeah so I, I think i think self-care is just so important whatever way you have to do it yeah and for those of you listening if, the, if this is something that you guys struggle with i'd probably 
I don't know, you maybe can offer a different opinion on this, but I think probably the way to start is to kind of just look into what you're doing on a regular daily basis and like look at some of your habits mm-hmm. and figure out what, what things would make you happy. Like what right. things you need to change that would make you happy, regardless if you can actually do them or not. Maybe it's a time you have to sit down and figure out like, okay, how can I make this happen? And that's the better verbiage to look at it because like, well, I can't do it. Well, okay. Yes, we can. We just got to figure out how. (laughs) And I, I knew for me, the gym was huge for me. I know when I'm not in it, I don't feel great. Mm -hmm. And I also personally just realized lately that dance has not been a huge part of my life anymore. And I saw that you posted that, that you you want to get back into that. That's awesome. I think I, personally like let it go on accident like not on accident but I was shying away from it because I had lost a part of myself at one point in my life and I felt like it was just kind of ripped away from me and I didn't have that like zest anymore because I wasn't showing up confidently in my life mm-hmm. which goes into all this self-care for stuff sure, like I sure. and when I wasn't doing that how am I supposed to show up as a dancer because mm-hmm. dancing was my form of expression. So how can I actually put myself out there? I'd even try. It was almost like having writer's block. I would get into a dance studio and feel like I couldn't move. Yeah. You couldn't like express it was, yourself. It was yeah, weird. Yeah. And I, I've been dancing my whole life. So to have that feeling was awkward. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of stopped and then started dedicating myself more towards bodybuilding because I had control over it. But what I realized was that wasn't healing me. That mm-hmm. wasn't fixing any of those things that was having things that I could control and mm-hmm. not just like looking inward at what I really needed to fix. And now the more like down the line that I've like done that work, I'm like, wow, I'm really ready to express myself again. And it feels so much different. Yeah. And now I'm like, Oh my God, that happiness is back. That like joy. Now I can actually put it out there. So mm-hmm. it really made me look at the fact that I had to look inside to figure out what I needed to feel better, to start doing all of these things. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, if you really want to start somewhere, it's maybe finding something that makes you happy, whether it's making you money or not and mm-hmm. finding a way, even if it's like coloring in a coloring book or like, yeah, they like, have those adult coloring books I fucking where you can love like, those things. you can color the word fuck. Like, <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yeah. I actually got one that had like, like the big, like mosaic tiles in it. It was like really time consuming just mm-hmm. to kind of take your mind off of it, but just things like that, or whether it's like reading a book or going on a bike ride, there's, you have to kind of fit that into your day and make that part of your non-negotiable. Have you seen dots? Like the dots that people do? No. That's like, it's like one of those big color palettes where it has like the numbers and you have these little dots and it's this little like pin and you just put, put the dots and it makes this, oh it, my, my God. aunt does it. And I, I don't know if I have enough. No, no, no. It's <laughs> my it, anxiety you, you like... have to, yeah, you have to be super patient to do it, but it's like a huge poster that uh-huh. you like put these little dots in to make like a color by number. I was like going to say kind of reminds me of the kind of like that. Things. Yeah. That's what Ones it is. With the felt you would get from like, yeah, like Michael's. Michael's. Yeah. <laughs> I love Michael's by the way. Yes. But I think, I think that's huge. I think those little things are definitely like ways to kind of pour back into yourself and also taking care of yourself mm-hmm. physically and mentally and spiritually and emotionally. There's so many layers to it. Um, what about as far as like balancing it with your nightlife career? Cause I, yeah. nightlife's hard and yeah. the industry in general, um, it's so fun, but I know it can be a pretty like heavy, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I, I love Dre's. I, I've been with them since I moved here. 12 years I've been with them. And I started as a waitress and then I moved into management and we opened the nightclub. And then I had kids. So <laughs> to, to add all of it into there, like I, I love working nights because I feel like I can have my days with my kids and that helps a lot. So yeah. right now, because we opened with less managers than before COVID, um, I work beach club also during the week. So I'm at nightclub Thursday through Sunday. I'm off Monday, which is not an off day because I worked the night before. So I'm right. like half recovery. a person the whole day. Yeah, yeah. recovery day. Then I'm back in the office all day Tuesday. And then I work beach club all day Wednesday. And then I'm back to work Thursday. So it's, you know, to really find 
the time to like today I took my kids to wet and wild like that was my mom day you know and then I went home and slept now I'm here with you this is my self-care moment yeah and then I'm gonna go to work you know what I mean so it's like tomorrow I have a full day of appointments and then I go back to work so it's just like balance balancing all that yeah and spinning it's like all the plates it's like seeing my kids when hey how you guys doing you guys good you good yeah. you good here all right great I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> like that's a lot of running by uh relationships but um yeah, I, it's nice working at night because I feel like my days are open to do different things. If I work during the day, there's no way I'd make it to the gym. Like even now when I work during the day, I'm at the gym by seven or eight and that's hard because yeah. I'm not a morning person because my, my morning routine, I have to have that breakfast. So if I don't, if I'm like, oh, I'll just go to the gym on an empty stomach and have a protein shake. Throws everything no, off. No, you just don't feel normal. You no, know? you have to do something. Now you said when you started the podcast too, as far as like something to do during COVID, did you feel like that was a self-care thing for yourself or it was like it was just bored and then it turned into it. Um, I feel like it was self-care because I realized through the podcasting that what I was missing most from my job was like the human connection that I was getting at work because I stand in front of my staff every night and do a pre-shift or, you know, I'll tell a joke or tell a story. You know what I mean? So I feel like I was missing that because mm -hmm. I wasn't with those people, right. you know, and then like, you know, and then I was trying to figure out, I'm like, what do I love? I love going to concerts. I love music. And then I'm like, that's what I'm missing from Dre's is like that connection that you get with people when you're all staring at the same artist singing your favorite song. And that's yeah. what I love about Dre's so much is the live music aspect. But yeah, it was a huge self-care thing. So it was, it's almost like journaling for me because my podcast is just me on most episodes. And it's just like maybe 10, 12 minutes yeah. of me talking about something I'm feeling and right. that's it. You know, so it's like when I, when I was on the Well Connected podcast with those guys, that's what he said. He's like, I listened to your episodes and it really just sounds like your personal diary. And it I'm does. Like, I'm like, wow, that's that's true. Like, that's how I feel like it is because I'm just I have a thought and then it turns into this whole episode and that's it. And then it's done. You yeah. know, I've only done a few solo podcasts mm -hmm. and the first time I went to do one, I was so nervous for some Same. reason. Mm -hmm. I remember it was actually it wasn't here. It was at the before I found this studio even. So I was by myself and I'm like oh my God, like, why am I so worked up about this? Like, what am I going to say? And I, I don't even know how I got on the subject, but I found myself talking for a good 15 minutes too. And I'm like, mm -hmm. wow, that felt really good yeah. afterwards. And yeah. it reminded me of how I used to feel when I would dance. Mm -hmm. It was just like very cathartic and just like, I got something out there that needed to be out there mm -hmm. and said what I needed to say. And hopefully it resonates with somebody and that is the connection that a hundred percent. And I, you know, when I, I put out two episodes at once, when I first started, it was the first episode was just about quarantine and everything mm -hmm. I was going through. And the second episode was, uh, was it the entanglements one? Cause I think that's when the <laughs> entanglement word was really popular. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was the second one I put out. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like so many people reached out and they're like, man, I'm really going through this too. Like, yeah. you know, cause so many people were just so depressed. And, there's the connection. From, and that's what I was missing is like that feedback that I was getting from people. And you know, every episode is like about a different serious topic that I tell weird, funny stories about that, you know, at least are a little lighthearted, but yeah. I did an episode on addiction and, you know, I have a very personal story about addiction, not with myself, but like people that I care about. And I, when I was at work, um, the other night, this one guy came up to me that he used to work with and he was like, Oh yeah, I was listening to your podcast. I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. Like, thanks for the support. And he's like, yeah, I quit taking Percocet after I listened to that episode. Oh my God. And I like literally it was, it, I just like blacked out and I was like so emotional about it. I'm like, because I, to know that I potentially help someone's addiction problem or like, I just, that was so like, yeah, I can't, you, you have to understand because you I have a totally. podcast, you have people that reach out to you and like say how much that, that helped. But for something so personal for me, I was like, wow, like that, that was it. Like, that's yeah. what I did this whole thing for is to have that kind of like effect on somebody's life. A hundred percent. And I'm so glad you shared that too, because that's definitely how I feel about my own. And I mm. never really knew how to express it because I obviously started for myself, but yeah, there was also sure. a very personal 
reason mm-hmm. I started it too and like or what kicked me in the ass to finally do it. Mm-hmm. And I did share a lot of things that I was kind of scared and embarrassed. Yep. Really embarrassed to share and to to just express in general, but there was so many things that came from it mm-hmm. that I felt needed to be talked about. And not for me, but for other people. Yeah, because there are people out there that hear stories that you have or stories that I have and they're like, wow, like I thought I was the only one going through this. Right. And I didn't, I personally didn't know. There was actually, I just released a podcast with Gabrielle Stone and she um, went through a lot and her and I relate to each other on a lot of different levels. And she, um, I found her on TikTok, which was random. And you know, what's crazy is she was the first one I had found when I was walking to the podcast studio for my very first time at my apartment complex, not this one. And I was getting ready to like start actually doing it because I didn't know what to do. I just knew I wanted to do it. And I didn't even know we had a studio there. And I walked past it one day and I'm like, are we fucking serious? Like if this isn't <laughs> this like, is not a sign from God, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Like, and then that day I opened TikTok, and one of the first stories I see was hers. And mm-hmm. it talked about her journey into this and how she's now helping hundreds of people. And I'm like, and then she helped me and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I need to pass the torch. Yeah, She's passing sure. the torch essentially. And then lo and behold, I hit her up, you know, m- months later, asked her to be on my podcast. And then she's chatting with me and I'm like, you know, this like circle is being completed and there's a reason and a path for it. And I think the more people share their voices, mm-hmm. even if it's about something small, like you just sharing that story that you thought would be like important, it affected somebody's life. Mm-hmm. So I think more people, more people are being creative and like sharing all of their because we're all so messed up and we have so many issues and we just need that connection with people to figure out that we're not the only one yeah and it's okay yeah yeah, it is okay i think (laughs) once people realize that it's okay to not be 100 percent okay and to start Mm -hmm. using those things to actually connect that's when we all start to kind of just get better right and i feel like that's it's so important to realize that you are not alone in anything that you struggle with or go through and yeah you know somebody that's why i share so many personal stories that might be about me, might be somebody else, but somebody is hearing it and saying, okay, like I get it. I'm not the only person, Yeah, you know? And if that helps you, like that's all I want, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy too, because you can meet somebody and never know in a million years that that you would connect with them on that way. Like I remember when I first met you, I we was fell like, in love. I- <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys. That was my self care day. That was my self care day, you know? And I just, I remember like we just connected so well that fell, day. Fell on, met on I- a boat and fell in love. <laughs> a true story (laughs) it's a true love story but i i was starting to open myself up to meeting new people out here Mm -hmm. as well because i didn't have i don't have like a ton of girlfriends out here just Mm -hmm. ones that i've known from either like megan and like my friend allison who i've known for like years and years and years from california but i don't have very many girlfriends out here Mm -hmm. in vegas and so to connect like that and like oh she has a podcast too i would have never fucking thought yeah and it was so random because like, you know, you meet people when you're partying and stuff and it's like, oh yeah, we're going to hang out. Yes. We're going to talk. And I'm like, we actually stayed in touch and we're like yes. trying to like get this podcast to happen because we just, we knew that there was, there was a vibe. Yes, it was a total <laughs> vibe. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing everything. Oh, I think that you and I could talk about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so hoping to have you back. Yes, I would on love the podcast. to. I just hope to hang out with you again. I love it. That <laughs> too. More, more boat days. <laughs> Please. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on and listening to another episode of the Fearless As Fuck podcast. If you guys would like to connect with me or Missy, aka <laughs> Misty, we will drop her info below as well as mine. Don't forget to check out all the other episodes and also give Missy's, I keep wanting to say it, Missy's podcast a listen. Um, are you on Apple, Spotify? Yeah. Apple Both, and Spotify. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's Missy Unfiltered. Misty Unfiltered. <laughs> that one. Yeah. All right, guys. Until next time. We'll see you soon. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to the Fearless As Fuck podcast. It is my intention to continue to bring you uplifting, empowering, and overall inspiring interviews to help you continue to thrive and truly understand how to step into your power just like I did. I am so honored you have taken the time to listen and I'd love to connect with each and every one of you. Don't forget you can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Christina.Lauren and at the Fearless AF Podcast. And on YouTube, you can search Christina Lauren, The Fearless Collective. Don't forget to subscribe and share and leave a review. I would love to know what you guys think of the podcast and also some thoughts on topics you would like me to cover and guests you would like to see on The Fearless As Fuck podcast. I'll see you next time.